Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. We're looking at Iran threatening and saber-rattling during Israel's war against terror. Where can this lead to? What is its intent? What is its objective? Joining us now, Seth Franzman, acting news editor and senior Middle East correspondent and analyst at the Jerusalem Post. Seth, a very good afternoon to you, and thank you for taking the time to join us. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Great to have you on board, Seth. So, as I've uh, set the tone for the conversation, we have American and British naval groups poised in the East Mediterranean warning anyone with any thoughts of interference are we now seeing the United States and the West, for that matter, being deliberately provoked during Israel's war against terror groups? What exactly is at play here? What is your take on that? Well, the Iranian octopus in the region is trying to mobilize all of its different proxies, you know, to try mm-hmm. to threaten not only Israel but the United States. So right. we're seeing a lot more rocket attacks. We're seeing them mobilizing groups in Iraq and Syria and also even in Yemen. I mean, you know, the Iranians are known, of course, to support Hezbollah and Hamas, but I think people forget sometimes that this is an arc of Iranian influence that, you know, starts in the Mediterranean, goes all the way to the Persian Gulf, and then all the way around to Yemen. So they are trying to create chaos. They're trying to create conflict. Iran itself doesn't want to get involved in the war. I don't think it basically wants to use Mm -hmm. all these other poor people to sacrifice them and create provocations and escalation. Indeed. But for but to what end? Does Iran have a greater scheme, a greater plan here? Or what what do you think as I as I mentioned earlier well, on, sure. what is really at play here? Well I think what's really at play, you know, is Iran of course since the nineteen eighties has wanted to overthrow the US led world order mm-hmm. and it wants to therefore create chaos on the borders of Israel. It sees Israel as kind of a proxy of the United States. So Iran's idea is to basically take all the chaos we saw in the Middle East with ISIS, fill the vacuum with Iranian militias, and then Mm. use those militias to attack the United States, attack Israel, weaken uh, U.S. partners in the Gulf, and basically kind of take over the region and be able to use all of these groups Mm -hmm. as like pawns on a a chessboard where every time... You know, if you move a rook or you move a bishop, they have a lot of little pawns to come bother you and threaten you. Right. And they hope that their enemies don't have enough, uh, you know, rooks and bishops. Mm. Indeed, uh, Seth, uh, I've always, uh, since the the beginning of this uh, horrific war that's taking place in Israel, prior to that, uh, you've just spoken now about this game, if you you can look at it as a game, with, uh, you know, the main players and the pawns now being thrown in, in and amongst the situation to upset the apple cart, so to speak, if we reflect back, um, there were promising negotiations with Saudi Arabia, there was progress with Abraham Accords objectives, do you believe that this did not go, this was not not going according to Iran's global plan. No, I think that Iran had some setbacks recently. It mm. saw that Israel is definitely strengthened in the region. Indeed. And Iran had to take its, you know, had to kind of shift its focus after the war against ISIS and some Indeed. And so it decided to latch on to this basically this new type of policy. Right. And I think, by the way, they, I think they caught us asleep at the wheel, not just in Israel, but in the West. I think that the West was shifting to basically deal with China and Russia. And Iran right. thought, you know what? The mm-hmm. West is not thinking about us. 
Mm-hmm. And we now can jump in and set all of the Middle East ablaze in a fire. Right. And unfortunately, unfortunately, tragically, a thousand Israeli civilians have paid with their lives. Mm. Uh, people from like 30 different countries have been uh, killed or taken hostage by Hamas. Mm-hmm. And this has created a, a massive, unprecedented crisis in the Middle East, that the likes of which certainly for Israel have not been seen in a long time. And indeed, let's add to that. Uh, let's see what was transpiring. Let's, or rather, let's consider what was transpiring up to the 7th of October when we had uh, so much focus on the Netanyahu government dealing with judicial reform and demonstrations and, you could say, an, 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 a period of unrest which they perhaps thought they could capitalize on. Well, that's right. I mean, we have to imagine that the round saw of domestic, the Israelis focused very domestically and they certainly thought, you know, Israel is, is not united internally. And they thought they have a chance because Iran is, is a very smart country. They understand that Hamas or Hezbollah actually can never defeat Israel. Israel has F-35s and things. But if Israel is divided internally, they thought maybe they can pressure Israel via this murderous terrorist attack and create all sorts of chaos. And they, sure. they unfortunately took advantage of this. And and they have, they you know, they have shown that Israel was vulnerable, but the Israeli society is very united today. It's probably, right. it is also united in an unprecedented way. You know, I've spent the last week, two weeks on the front lines, and I've spent time with volunteers, and, you know, people are literally running to volunteer to pick tomatoes and, and milk cows so that all the 90 different uh, communities in Israel that were evacuated, you know, 100 or 200,000 people have been evacuated from the borders, People are literally running to take the jobs there to kind of to, to pick tomatoes and, and do all those that work. So, sure. you know, most of the Army Reserve units are receiving 120 percent of the men that they need. They're they're literally overflowing with volunteers. So, you know, Iran probably made a mistake thinking this country is uh, divided. Indeed. Seth, we're going to have to leave it there. We've just about run out of time. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Just to give us your take on how, how do you see Israel, Iran fitting into this uh, bigger picture regarding the, this war of Israel against uh, terror groups and uh, what the uh, objectives are, the, ultra, the ulterior motives are perhaps. Let's see how this transpires in the long run. Seth Fransman, acting news editor and senior Middle East correspondent and analyst at the Jerusalem Post.